The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of Stories from the Sidelines. Matt couldn't be with me today. He's still busy with his student teaching. But with me is a special guest, the My Dude, not the My Dude official, but the partner of the My Dude referee, Mr. Pete Lippiani. Pete, how are we doing today? Good, my dude. Good. I'm doing good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Pete. Uh, So Pete's going to help us out here. We're going to talk a little soccer. Um... I'm coming in hot right away. World Cup. Pete, you watch yeah. your first game? I watched the first game. I was, uh, as a referee, what was your what was your take of the officiating? I know within the first, what was it, the first 15 minutes, there were two yellow cards yeah. pulled out. England or uh, Wales ultimately got two yellows later. As an official, what do you think? Because I was not very happy with the officiating. So lots of calls, um, lots of cards. Not even in the U.S. game, but in the other game, too. Lots of cards early. Um I think you just got to be consistent, and then as the game went on, they weren't giving cards out was consistent, but, I mean, the one that was pretty consistent was the, the PK was pretty. What were, you, what were your thoughts on the PK? It was pretty, it was pretty easy call. Larry. I was going to say, yeah. I thought, I, I was pissed at the player. You're, yeah. There's no reason you to make that slide. He's, yeah. he's facing the opposite way. You're in pretty good position. Why are you making that slide tackle? I, I mean... As much as a as much as a, a, a as a coach, I wanted to say that's a BS call. It was the absolute right call. Yeah, I think, you you have to make it. I think Bale kind of baited him into it. If you watch it, he kind of baited him into getting the to sliding, like almost like "come get me" type of thing. But that was an easy call. It's good that that was an easy call. At least I mean, it sucked. But now I mean, the one thing, if you noticed, now apparently they're only supposed to stop play on an injury if it's a head injury. Yeah. Now they stopped play with. What were your thoughts on? They stopped play a couple times for the injuries, but then there were two times where it was the same injury and they let it play out. Yeah. Like I thought there were some inconsistencies on that a little bit by the referee. I would say there were a lot of inconsistencies. I mean, Pelusic got taken down or hurt, went down hurt towards the end. They didn't stop it there. Um, it's interesting the officiating, right? Because they're from all over the world, so each one has it doing different leagues. So it's kind of like. Are they calling it tighter or not? Or but I would agree with the inconsistencies. I mean, injuries are hard, man. Because in soccer, there's so many, there's so many flops. There's so much faking. There's so much. You know, you look. They're smart players. They look up and they see they're about to be a break right here. So let me stay down. So it's hard for a referee with injuries. In his judgment, maybe he didn't think it was serious enough. I, I, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up because I mean, obviously, we both love the sport. I mean, played it at a young age. Um, I've coached for many years. You've refed for many years. I love the sport, but if there's one thing I can change about that sport, it would be just somehow get rid of the flopping because yeah. it makes it makes the sport look so bad. And I love the Italian team. I'm pissed off that they're not in yeah. another World Cup. I'm sure you are too. Yes. But, and I hate to admit this, they are the worst at it. Where I mean, there are times where some guys get like touched on the shoulder and they look like they just got knocked out by Tyson. Yeah. I mean, they flop, they go right down. It's 
do you do you see it as a problem of the game or so it's something that's just part of the game it's gotten worse and worse obviously through the years um the problem is like Okay, World Cup. Everyone's going to watch it, just like the even casual fan. Absolutely. So now these kids are going to start doing this stuff, and it just grows that way. Um, I would agree with you. That would be one thing. It just they're never going to get. It's no, you're you're not going to get rid of it. But plus, even my wife was watching the game with me the other day, and she's just like, "Wow, soccer players are such wimps." <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm like. Okay, but that's not the way we played it. You know, when you get hit, you like pop right back up, and yeah. it's just uh, I get it. You're you want every, especially at that highest level, you want every advantage, you want every call, you want you got to pull out all the tricks, almost like the Patriots. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But man, there's got to be there's got to be a limit to it. The the thing is with it though is, um, people when they start, if a referee looks at a person and they think that they just flopped. Now, when you really get taken out, they're gonna think, "Ah, is this person." Yep. It really hurts you more than it helps you, especially if they call foul early and they think it's legit, and then go at halftime or someone's in their ear telling them, "Oh, that was a flop." You're setting yourself up, man. Like so, it's just hit or miss. But at that high speed, it's so hard for that middle referee to run that run that diagonal, and that's it's tough. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, we're going to get back to your refereeing days in a little bit, but I want to talk to you about your playing days. Now, you played, uh, you did LaSalle, LaSalle High School. Um, did you do all five, uh, all six years of seventh grade, too? or So I did, no, nope, because I went to, I played at private schools um, when I was in middle school, and then from ninth grade to twelfth grade, I played for LaSalle. We were so bad that I was on a varsity team as a sophomore. You know, we lost a game once, Larry. So you were from my... Crosstown Rivals, you Niagara, Niagara Falls. Falls. Yep. So we lost a game once as JV 21 nothing to Ken mm. East, actually. It was Ken oh. East that beat us at a JV. Ouch. So talk about being like, I don't know, 13 years old with a temper and, you're, and they <laughs> keep scoring goals. So, But, yeah, I was uh, JV my first year there and then varsity the other other three years. Pete, you bring up records. Um now you guys varsity. You guys were you guys had some pretty good seasons though varsity, didn't you? So before me, we did. Or I was gonna say, was that was that Spag, <laughs> yeah. was that Greg's and Spags and all them Spags and Carol and McKenna, and they had some great exchange students that would come in. Um, they had decent teams, and then that was my freshman year on JV. We were not good because they brought everybody up, and then our my highlight of my career was beating Niagara Falls High School in the last game we ever played. So that tell was, me that wasn't your only win, was it? No, uh, that year was our only win. It might have been. That was in 2000, so... Now, the only reason I bring this up is I played all four years of varsity, uh, soft, or freshman through soft, through senior year. Pete, I'm not kidding you. We got zero wins. I got zero wins in four years. Zero wins in four years in Niagara Falls. I don't know if it's ever been done since. <laughs> zero wins in four years. I think the closest we came, it would have been... Uh, it would have been... Um, McKenna's and them, probably their sophomore year, because um, Greg Spagnuolo is my cousin. I don't think he was varsity yet. I think it would have been maybe his sophomore or my sophomore year, his freshman year, where we lost to them two to one, and I think that might have been our closest. So what year game. did you graduate? I I was class of ninety eight. You were saying you were oh one. So you were so I was a freshman when you were senior. Yeah. So you would have been JV. Uh, that would have been your own your yeah, first year at JB. Yeah, yeah. So that makes sense because that team was good. 
But then I think the next year you guys beat us. So you must. Win. That's what I hear, and I was so yeah. pissed off. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I was at. Uh, I had come back from college. I was. Um, I think it was uh, Columbus Day weekend or whatever, and I went to. Uh, I forgot where I was, and I saw some of the guys, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got our first win." Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you got to win? They're like, yeah, we beat LaSalle, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you sons of yeah. – like, I was waiting four years for a win, and I graduate, and then – It was Josh Flores. Josh Flores. Those, those, and um, those are the guys that they beat uh, us. Pendergast. Yeah. Um, yeah, good group of, good yeah, group of young players. Yeah, TC. Um, in fact, those were – because I think when I was there, those guys would have been either freshmen or sophomores. They were, they were your age. Well, Josh so they, was a year older than me, so I think they were sophomores. Yeah, so yeah. they would have been sophomores, and for whatever reason, they kept them down. Their freshman and sophomore years, they kept them on JV. I was – like, we had a decently talented JV program that year, and as a, as a senior, I'm like, Coach, we got to get these guys up. We got to get these guys yeah. up. We got to get these guys up, and no. And we just, I mean, we had Mark Santangelo, yeah. Rob Udy, uh, but we didn't have much else. Yeah. And it was. <sighs> well, it's frustrating. That one win, man, that's pretty bad. It was, it was rough. And I'm not going to lie, towards the end of my career, I felt like the old man, like, just get off my lawn. Like, I didn't, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, it was, it was rough. But. Uh, Any cards in your career? I had one, two yellows. I had two yellows. Um, one because, uh, one because I'm not gonna lie, I I deserved it. I, it was a hard foul. I was shoulder to shoulder with somebody. I did like a little extra check yeah. from behind, almost got the card. The other one was a purely frustration foul. I was, um, it was my junior year. I had gotten taken down. We were, I think it was Lockport. We were already losing like six nothing. Um, gotten taken down from behind from whatever the official didn't make the call. So I frustrated about that frustrated about the game, the season I got up and literally shoved the guy to the ground. Honestly, looking back on it, I probably should have got a red, probably should have got a red. Um, referee was nice enough to give me the yellow walked off. Um, but yeah, it was a pure frustration and it was one of those things as, and I sat the rest of the game. I think there was 20 minutes left and it's one of those looking back on it as a coach now. I would have done the absolute same thing. I would have been like, listen, okay, you're frustrated. Fine. Sit down. We'll talk about it at practice tomorrow. You're done. Yeah. And, you know, it is what it is. But well, you, you learn good, from that stuff. Larry, that's a good coach move because you don't see that nowadays anymore. Oh, no. They're putting that player, some of them, right back in. They don't even get to the bench. Yeah. They come off the field. And, and they go right, right go back in. Yeah. And it does, all it does is tick off the ref some more, man. It's just a. It, it's no learning there at all. It just teaches people to be jerks. So absolutely. And as a coach, I mean, you, you hear a ton of those stories. I mean, there it's, and you just look at them like, dude, I get it. You want to win. I want to win more than anybody too. I'm a very, I mean, you've seen me on the, I'm a very competitive yeah. guy, player and coach, but at the same time, I'm not, I'm not, there's a line that I have and I'm not crossing that line. I don't care if it's going to get me the win or not. I'm not crossing that line into just, you know, doing something borderline illegal. Or if it's not, Ill, if it's still within the rules, I'm not doing it where it's, it's just unethical. Well, the reality is, like, as a coach, you're supposed to be, especially at the level we're talking about, right? We're high school right now. So you're supposed to be teaching people yeah, to be good people. Absolutely. So it's, it's a game. We all want to win. Nobody wants to lose. But if you don't, teach them at all any good 
And that's the most frustrating. If you ask me, and I know we'll get to the roughing part, but that's one of the most frustrating things about being a ref is watching that and hearing that. And and because you know those players are just going to grow up to be yeah, it's, bad people, some of them. So it's just, you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, I mean, um, I'm a phys ed teacher, and I, I'm a firm believer no matter the sport, you learn as an athlete, you learn a lot of your character through sports. Yeah. You learn, a, I mean, I know I've learned a ton of life lessons just playing track and field, soccer. Um, believe it or not, I played tennis. Wasn't very good tennis. at it. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> my senior year, I did just for another something to do. I did it uh, my junior, sophomore, junior year. I wasn't very good. In fact, oh. uh, Udi and Santangelo got me a new because they're, yeah. and they would whoop me in practice all day long. But um, no, but you you just learn so much character. You learn winning and losing. You learn how to control your temper. You learn you just you learn a lot of life yeah. lessons. If you have good teachers, if you have good teachers, yeah. If you have good teachers, yeah. and I'm sure you more than anybody has have run into yeah. a few uh, a few coaches that you're not fans well yeah. fans of. It's a um, it's just an interesting thing, like. You know, you you could tell. Say, I'm sure you've already told your audience why you've gotten into coaching and stuff like that, and they know you better than that. But some coaches would literally get into it because it's like an, they're like addicts, right? They're addicted to the power and the winning, and it's not for the right reasons. And it's just it's it's a frustrating thing. But you like as a referee, like I'm sure we're gonna get into this too. Like coaching versus referee, you can't do both as a referee, right? Very true. But. I mean, you can't be a full-time coach, but as a ref, I can coach on the field, right? You can try to teach people through. Or I tell that story that I lost 21 nothing when I'm looking up at the scoreboard and it's 8 nothing in a game I'm refing, and it's like, listen, it's I've been through worse and I'm still standing. So, Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a you know, but back to the Niagara Falls LaSalle rivalries. Our last year, so it was my senior year, it was the last year before the schools merged, and Josh Flores and those guys, he was, it was, before text messages, but it would call me up pretending to be like the Puerto Rican mafia and <laughs> saying, you're going to get cash essay. We're coming after you and your family. I could see them all this. That. You better not even show up to the field, all that stuff. It's like, okay, Josh. Okay. <laughs> and we won, we won two, one. And it was honestly like, you think about the two worst teams in the entire league. Yep. And it was the best game Larry I've ever been a part of. And it was just it was so much fun. Like, it's And just, that's yeah. why some of those yeah. games are, you know, you get to as long as they're evenly matched, whether it's high level, right. evenly matched, low level, those are some of the best games yeah. to be a part of as a player and a coach. Yeah. It, and it's just like you said. Now, are, I can't remember. Were you a big trash talker as a player or were you like, listen, I'm going to let my playing do the speaking for me. So I'm a short, fat guy for the audience that doesn't know me. Uh, so there was a stocky, lot of, stocky, stocky, stocky is a good thing. It wasn't a lot of talking because I had to save my breath for running. <laughs> um, I didn't talk a lot. We we did not win enough. I was not good enough to talk trash. Like it wasn't now even on the travel because we've been you've been on some pretty good travel teams. Um, I would never trash. I would come very competitive. Um, I would talk to my players more than anyone else. I've talked to myself, but I mean, I had a really good goal. Like Steve Mulaney was our goalie going mm-hmm. up, and the guy. Like if I ever talked to him again, I haven't seen him in years, but I would t- like apologize. Like he was a very good goalie, and we were just so bad in front of him. But so we would talk more of that, but not a big trash talk on the field. Now, if I knew the players, like Niagara Falls and LaSalle was, you know, it's your buddy. So yeah. But as far as other schools, I mean, who? How can you talk trash if you're losing eight nothing? 
it, no. it's, you can. It's, and and I'm not scoring goals. Like I was gonna say, <laughs> so it's not. You can't say much of anything, but. Um, I was a very confident person. Every time I got out there, I thought we were going to win, even though we never did. And I thought, okay, this is the day we're going to do, you know, show that we can actually play soccer. We belong. And oh yeah, yeah. No, I was I was a trash talker. And it's funny you bring up Steve Mullaney. My first um, coaching game when I was coaching uh, varsity over at the Park School. Mm-hmm. My first game was against uh, Niagara Catholic, and that's when Mullaney was coaching over at Niagara oh, Catholic. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So he, I had no idea he was coaching. I, you know, it was at our building, so we're warming up, and I, their bus pulls up, and I see them pull up, and I see their coach at the end. I'm like, I freaking know. And so yeah. I walk up like, Steve, what the hell? You know, and yeah. we're talking. And it was, for me, just the experience. I mean, I was already amped up, first first high school coaching game, already, you know, had the team ready. Um, and it was one of those things where it just totally took me from being amped up, being ready, and looking at like, Wait, what? Yeah. Like you? Yeah, like you, I'm coaching yeah. against you? Yeah. So, you know, we're at half. You know, even even before the game, you know, I'm he's making sure his team's warm up. I'm warming up, but we're still sitting like next to each other, kind of talking, sharing stories yeah. a little bit. So for me, it was kind of cool because it almost put me at ease yeah. and just kind of got me more comfortable into the game. It's interesting. Like that's another LaSalle Niagara Falls rivalry right there. Oh, two, absolutely. Two different schools, right? So yeah, it's cool. Um, that's cool. I didn't know that about. That he coached. Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't yeah. seen him in a number of years. I don't know if he's still coaching, but I think that was that was either his first or second year with Niagara Catholic, and it was my first year with uh, Park. This would have been in 03. Oh, that's before I was roughing for sure. 03 or 04, somewhere around there. Yeah, he was a good goalie, Larry. Like, Oh, he was fantastic. If he would have been on any other team besides Niagara Falls or LaSalle, any team. Oh, you put him on you put him on Luport, you put Wheatfield, him on Wheatfield, Grand, Grand Island. Island. Yeah. I mean, he's you're, you're talking. He's probably backing, uh, you know, a sectional champion, yeah. if not a state championship team. Yeah, I remember he would get. Um, he never got first team, but he would get second team or third team all league. Mm-hmm. Which for on a team that won no games, yeah. How I mean, that's you got to be. Yeah. So Steve, if you're listening, I'm sorry that we suck so bad <laughs> in front of you, man. And it's funny, <laughs> and Steve, if you are listening, close your ears for a second. But it's funny because if you look at him. He was tall, he was lanky, but he did not look like the most athletic kid no. in the world. No, he wasn't athletic. No, but, but man, was, you put him on a soccer yeah. field and in that net, holy cow, that kid excelled. He was fearless. Like, he uh, he was fearless. That's the best way to describe it. He would come out and he would he was screaming at us. Talk about tra- he would trash talk the other teams, but he backed it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. He but was, I feel like you have, I feel like as a goaltender, it's different. I feel like as a goaltender... You have to have that voice and that confidence yeah. and that, like, not be afraid of, especially to your own defense. Like, listen, I don't give a – I'll apologize after the game. I don't care, but you better pick up that man. Like, yeah. you have to have that 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 voice back there. Yeah, if, if you're not a strong um, vocal person, like, your team's not going to respect you either. So Exactly. And you coming out of the net and putting your body on the line, holy smoke, that dude just did that, like, I'm coming out. And yeah. put my body on the line, like, or you know, it's that's it's a huge thing, and I you didn't appreciate that, so you know, it's could you go back in time? Yeah, if I went back in time, I'd be skinnier, I would have been a better <laughs> athlete, you know, all that stuff. But it's got good memories, man. You got the memories from playing uh, travel, and I remember coming back from college and still playing travel over at the res, and it's just you know, definitely a lot of fun yeah. times. I played in a pickup game. Did you play in that pickup game that we had at the res with Josh? And um, oh my goodness, what's his name? 
he followed me on a breakaway. Josh would know if I, he, he took me out. So it was a, um, the Villardo, Anthony Villardo. Yes. Is that, N- he, he played, he might, I, I was going to say he played for, did he play for Niagara Falls? No, he was definitely on your team, but I just remember it was a fun pickup game. And I got a breakaway thinking we were playing for nothing, Larry, nothing. And just got smacked. Wait, was this during high school? It was um, a pickup game, probably. Yeah, it was. It was I was going to say, Villardo would have been, he would have been class of 99. It was him, I think. I, I could see him doing it. I mean, yeah. I, I I love to Anthony, point, but I could see him doing that. To the point that his teammates were like, holy smokes, I remember that. That that was the end of that pickup game. That might be the last pickup game I ever played against old Niagara Falls players. The only pickup games that we would do, um, uh, you know, Ross Strangio, the barber? Yeah. Um, yeah. He would have. I don't know if you've ever gotten to those games, but he had. He used to have pickup games where he would play a bunch of older guys, some younger guys. Um, Mark and I would play. Rob would come every now and then. Um, we would get together. I think it was like every Saturday or or no, every Sunday, because uh, Mark would be like, you know, um, well, it depends on the time for church or whatever. And Ross is like, come on, you pray on the soccer field, you're fine. <laughs> so uh, we would have it, it. We'd go to the res. We'd play for like an hour, hour and a half, yeah. and just it was. There was one guy, I can't remember the gentleman's name. He was an older guy. I mean, I was, this was way back. I, I think the last time I played was maybe my sophomore year of college. Um, and at the time, the gentleman had to have been probably our, uh, like early 40s, like my age now. The entire game, he's playing with a cigarette hanging down from his mouth, running up and down the field like he'd smoke in between. I mean, it was just, yeah. like it just reminded me like, of like some of those old school hockey players you would hear where they'd go out, drink the night before, and then playing a hockey game. Yeah. Or like John Daly would go out and win. Yeah. Yeah. Like he'd, he'd <laughs> chug a beer in his cart yeah. and let me just drive this 550 yeah. yards. Yeah, that's that's something, man. But yeah, No more pickup. I haven't played pickup in a long time. We we would do the same thing with us over at LaSalle Middle. Um, but Listen, I would. we did, I don't know if you heard, we did the match series where we did tennis. Yeah, I heard. We, I heard. I, listen, and I might be calling you to, to play in the next one. I would love to get a soccer game together this spring, this fall. You know, coordinate, get all those guys like Josh, Timmy Pendergast, Mark, yeah. Rob. Um, Spags, I'm sure, would play. Get as much of those guys as we can. Nick LaRata. Yeah. Have an old school Niagara Falls, uh, Niagara Falls I mean, versus Niagara uh, LaSalle. I might be able to get some LaSalle people together, but I'm going to be getting the um, female players because they were better than us. So I'll get Julius Bagnolo and Gina Monaco and all. Hey, those Sarah Anderson yeah, from the Falls. Yes. We had a lot of those. Absolutely. That, then we can do that. And also make sure there's an ambulance on here. I was going to say, make sure there's AEDs. oxygen, some ADD. Yeah. I, I mean, we've, I'm sure I'm not the only phys ed teacher. We got some. We we can get some uh, EMTs out there. Yeah, it would be cool. But I think that would be fun. I yeah. just, just like I said, it, it, we might not make it to a whole game, but I bet you we can pull a half together. We could pull 45 minutes together, well, can't we? We might have to play on half of the field. <laughs> Put the other net at uh, midfield. It'll be the first 15-on-15 soccer game. <laughs> yeah, that would be fun. We get, maybe Mr. Carroll would come out and uh, referee it for us. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. That'd yeah. be awesome. I already I already said, listen, it's happening. It's happening. We're making it happen. If anybody can make it happen, you can make it happen, Larry. We're making that happen. That's, that's, the, next, uh, that's the next match series. Uh, speaking of that, you, so you did play. You were telling me you played a year at uh, Valley Forge College. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about that, and just a little bit about the transition from from playing high school to to college. 
So I didn't go there to play soccer, but I walked on. They had a pretty decent. They're about five hundred. They play. Um, it's one step below D three. They play against. So like we played against Rutgers, Camden, which is a D three school. Okay. Uh, which was incredible, like that experience to play at Rutgers Stadium. Um, we were their homecoming game, so we lost ten um, nothing. Oh, but, of course. But we had a five hundred team, so I walked on there. Um, didn't expect anything. I didn't even expect to make the team, but made the team. We had this really good kid. He was a freshman. He came. We called him Millville because he came from like Millville, Ohio, or something. And he was phenomenal. Like, ph- like I mean, like never seen so many scores, so many goals. And um, I ended up playing. It was funny because when I made the team, the coach was stocky like me, and he said, "Okay, we're gonna have Lep, Lep, Lep. They call me Lep, right? Lepiani. We're gonna have Lep, and this other guy was huge and Cat." be our focal points of the offense. And I thought he was joking, right? Like, it's a funny thing. <laughs> and he was serious because what he did with his forwards was he had them play um, facing their own goal, so back towards the opponent's goal, and he would they would feed. So um, it's funny, I'm using all these hand motions and nobody can see what I'm doing. But... Ah, you're Italian. You <laughs> yeah. talk with your hands. We're used to it. So it, that's how we did it. So it was, it was I became the, we became the, the forwards were used as the focal points of the offense to break out. Okay. So it was like I didn't have to have a lot of speed. Um, scored three goals my freshman year, which was cool, and a couple assists. I had two of those goals in one game, which so I guess the rest of the season wasn't that good. But the coach pulled me because he didn't want me to get a hat trick because he didn't want me to get a big hat. He told me that <laughs> that was our homecoming game. But uh, you know, it was awesome, like to travel. You know, that you get on the the buses and you travel to different places and uh, you get the meals. And obviously, I couldn't imagine playing for a D one school, right? Oh, stuff. I mean, that's at that point, yeah. it's you get at that level, it's almost like a business, like yeah. it's a job. Yeah, um, you know, I w- when I was there was what nine um, eleven happened when I was in college, and I was in Philadelphia. That's where Valley Forge is right near okay. there. So, so um, that was impactful for obviously for all the reasons everybody knows, but as a team, it was very impactful. Then you would go and play in the schools around, like in New Jersey and stuff, and it was it was pretty cool experience. Um, I mean. Playing college sports, I never thought I would. I tried to do it on the baseball team. That didn't work out very well, but uh, it was very cool. Like, and the like, I'm used to playing all the like the time in high school. We were so bad, but I was on the field all the time. But yeah, in college, first couple of games I didn't play at all. And it's like this sucks. Like, I was gonna say <laughs> busting your butt in practice, yeah. doing all the running, yeah. doing it, and just like, coach, give me a bone, give me five minutes, give me something. And he, then he started to do that, and then like I said, he, we're gonna do this as a focal point. But I left out the fact that. Our best forward quit the team like three or four games in, oh, and that's kind of what got me into the door. Hey, but, you got to take that. Yeah. You got to take that opportunity and run with it, Larry. That freshman year, I won more games than I probably had won. <laughs> we were like eight and eight or something, and and we hadn't won eight. I hadn't won eight games, and everybody's know. probably bummed. Like we're only five. You're like, yeah. Every time we won, I'm like, oh my god, what does this feel like? I have no idea. <laughs> like it was, it was really cool, but that was a great experience. So was was Rutgers Stadium the biggest stadium that that you guys ended up playing yeah, in? Yeah, it was Rutgers at Camden, so it wasn't even like the main one, um, but it was cool. It, and like um, you could see it from Philly, so like f- when you're in Philly, you look over the well, I don't even know what water that is, and you could see the stadium, and that was that, and it was packed because it's homecoming game. So they bring in like we're like the bait, right? The one they're going to smash. Yep. In the, in the homecoming game, so but who cares? It was awesome, and their coach actually came up to our coach after and said, "You guys play hard." And we did like when we we went in there, you know. Did we, of course, you step on the field, you think you're going to win, but it wasn't like getting blasted. Hey, it wasn't twenty one nothing. No, <laughs> twenty one. I don't even. I, we and my buddies kid about that all the time when I see him. Twenty one. 
How do you? That's it's not even that much time in the game, and we went like bad. Like that was Mulaney and that twenty-one nothing. Ooh, he had to have been pissed. pissed. Oh yeah. Like did he even? Yeah. Ooh. yeah. We had some bad play. Like, you know, when you're trying to fill a JV team in Niagara Falls, like they didn't even have a varsity team this year. The Niagara Falls varsity. So we merged my senior year at yeah. New High School. My last year was there, and the the school had gotten better. Actually, they scored some goals, uh, won some games. But this year, their varsity team there wasn't one. The boys Niagara varsity. Falls boys didn't have a varsity team. No, not, really, not enough players. Um, oh, that's disheartening. Terrible. Yeah, because I, I know for a while, like it seemed like like five six years ago, they were again nothing stellar, but it looked like they were at least like becoming a five hundred team, like a, yeah. having some pretty decent years. Ah, oh, that's that's disheartening. Not enough players, and I guess the JV team. I, their hope is next year they will have a varsity team, and the JV team will just. You know, they had one senior, I think, and he played on the JV team. Oh, jeez. I, I know. It's, so for alums, it's terrible, right, if you think about it. like Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of, like, I know uh, Rich Morano just gave up the girls. Yes. Um, and he was, that was another thing. It For me, it was a trip just um, coaching against um, a former teacher of mine. Yeah. I mean, it was really, it was really cool. And I know he had a team, I think we coached against each other about five years. Um, I'd been doing it a little longer than he got into, or he got into it a little later. But um, glad that he did because those were some fun games. So you knew he was a ref, right? So he was a ref for. A I year. did not know that, really. Yeah, so he was a coach, and then he refed summer travel soccer. Him and uh, one of his boys, they were so I would ref games with them, and they would be on my lines and stuff. So it was funny. So the next year, I, when I was refing his high school game, you know. His attitude changed from one year to the next, right? The the year he, before he was a ref, he gave you a little more sauce, right? Then he refs, and then the next year he's a little less saucy because <laughs> I think he knows what it's like to get. Oh, for yeah, sure, yeah. So it was, but it was interesting. He's always respectful. And then when he, you know, something once in a while, he, yeah, yeah. No, I did refereeing for one year. I will never do it again. Yeah, why not? I will never do it again. It's. Listen, for me, it was, and there. don't get me wrong, I wasn't perfect. I know I missed some calls that, that year when I was refing. I refed um, uh, boys soccer, um, but you're, you constantly have somebody pissed off at you yeah. every single minute of that game. I mean, you miss a, you, you make a good call for one team, you got the other coach, what the fuck, yeah. you miss a call, what the fuck, you make, I mean, it's just like, at times I wanted to look at games, and I'll never forget, I was, I was refereeing a game against Niagara Falls. It was Niagara Falls JV, and I was refereeing. I, I forgot who the coach was. I had to give him a yellow. I had to give him a yellow because it was the third straight time, and again, they were getting beat, I don't know, probably 7 8 nothing. It was It was pretty bad. Yeah. I had already cut them two breaks because I honestly could have given the other team two PKs, but I – said that the fouls occurred outside of the box when something's like... Was it Augie? It might have been Augie, but I turned and I looked, and he was just berating me up and down. And honestly, I was giving them the hometown discounts yeah, yeah. because at that point they were getting destroyed. Yeah. So I looked at... I forgot what he said, but I turned around and be like, listen, I'm giving you a yellow, one more word out of you, and it's going to be a red. And to his credit, he didn't say another word the rest of the game. Yeah. But I'm like... And at that point, I'm like... Okay, maybe that jump jump kicked my uh, my my coaching career because I was like, this is not worth it. 
it's a it's a tough thing, man. Like you have to have really thick skin, right, to be a referee. Oh, for sure. Like really thick skin. Um, you have to be able to admit when you're wrong because it's impossible. I don't care what level you're reffing at and how physically fit you are. You are impossible. gonna miss calls. It's impossible. You can't see everything. You literally can't. You're blinded by stuff. What I tell new referees, the thing that I always try to do is to stay engaged and be in position. Because if you make a call and and you're confident in your call and you're in position, how can a ref or how can a coach yell at you? You like you're there. If you're oh, they'll still yell at you. I know they will, but like I'll look like many times and I'll be like, my dude. (laughs) No, I'm just like that's the thing. So it's. But you know what? You tried it once. It's good you tried it because at least that way, at least you know. Yeah. You know. And like I said, I think for me, for my coaching, and I mean, you've seen me. I, 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 I'll I, let a coach or a referee know, but like, listen, if it's getting out of hand, if they're terrible. Um, but I like to think I'm pretty respectful towards the referees. Um, but at the same time, it, I hated it. But I, like you said, I'm kind of glad I did it. So now let's get back to your playing time. Yeah. So you're... Um, you did one year of college. Yes. Was it was it an injury? Was there any reason why you didn't go second, third, fourth year, or was you just kind of look at it? Hey, that's that's it. So I just my between my freshman and sophomore year of college, came back home to the falls, and just was like, I don't, I didn't feel like going back away to school. So I transferred to Niagara, which is now a whole different level of play. Right? Yeah, like you're talking that's D one. Yeah, I probably could have played intramurals, but. My grades were so bad, Larry, when I was playing. Like, I was a decent student in high school, like A student. My freshman year when I was playing soccer was not good. First of all, you're away from home. First year, like, I'm saying, I had, had, a, f- had a really good time. We had a good time. You had a lot of life experiences. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we really did. Um, not even allowed back on that campus, but that's for another podcast, <laughs> actually. That's the truth. True story. Um but I came back home to you, and I was like, I, okay, I'm not going to be a professional soccer player. It's just not yeah. in the cards for me. I, I got to figure out my grades, my life. So I came home. Um, I did keep playing travel because I was still eligible okay. to play travel. Um, and then transitioned. I didn't transition to reference for a couple of years. I played some indoor at Sportsplex, um, which I liked. But I'm not a huge indoor person because it's more running because you're – I was going to say, definitely a faster game, especially at the old sportsplex. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was it. That was pretty much it. I didn't – I mean, I missed playing. I missed – getting old sucks, right? Like you miss – it's just – You ain't kidding. Yeah, so it's like the stuff they're used to doing, and you miss the camaraderie and the seeing the people, but it was just like a light. I had to make a decision. I can't keep screwing around. Now, what got you in? Obviously, a good player. Obviously, had the love for the game. What got you into refereeing as opposed to coaching? So I, I started my real job, and I was like, I need something else besides this job. Like, I need something, like an outlet. Um, didn't have time to coach then because it is a big commitment. The, and the job, my job, I didn't get home till six o'clock at night. So okay, as a, you can't coach. I, mean, I could have coached travel, I guess. Could have done that, but. You know, as far as high school. So I said, what can I do here? Um, and I wanted to be a professional football ref. Like, that was, like, my one of my goals in life, which is never going to happen. <laughs> like, literally, that's what I wanted to do. So I took the class for soccer ref and for football ref. And I obviously, you pass both or whatever. But there's so many rules in football. Like, so, like is the fat lineman and half of the other fat lineman? And are we looking down the line? Is, is somebody right up in the back? 
too many rules, right? You just can't remember. It all. It's not fun. What's a catch? Is it? Did yeah, he yeah. juggle it? Did he? Did it? Yeah. Um, we're all football refs, anyways. Every Sunday, so it doesn't matter. But so exactly. at that point, I was like, I'll just I'll do soccer, and I started doing soccer. That was two thousand and eight. I'd been doing it two thousand and eight, okay. and uh, started with the travel, and then went into high school, and then my schedule opened up that I could do high school. So I started that like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Um, and I liked it. I think it's just the, I would like to coach, like when I'm done working my job, like do kind of like a substitute teaching and be a coach. I would like, I always tell, like I have some friends that run PAL and, and Niagara Falls. And I always tell them if they need a ref or they need somebody, like I would love to do that stuff. Like I'd love to, to coach, like, but it's just a time commitment. Like I don't, you guys, it's, it's a big deal. I mean. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, for teaching, I mean, it, it's easier for me because, I mean, obviously my job is never going to get in the way. You know, I, I get out of school at 3. Um, I'll get to the field usually by 3.30, um, run practice until, you know, 5, 5.30. Yeah. And then, um, I mean, if you've got your games, you know, even your warm-ups, depending on what time the game starts, if it's a late game, I mean, you're there until 8, 8.30. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie, sometimes the wife doesn't like all that time out, Uh Sometimes when I piss her off, you know, she likes the time yeah. <laughs> off, I'm yeah. sure. But it, it, it is a huge it is a huge commitment. I remember when um uh my stepdaughter Sarah, when she was playing uh she's she's a sophomore in Syracuse now, but when she was playing high school sports, uh her big sport was basketball. Yeah. So I mean it would be I mean, there'd be times where I, I do indoor track and outdoor track during the winter. So there'd be times I'm literally sprinting from a practice driving all the way up to her school. So even if I can catch a half of her game or a quarter of her game and it was, I mean, it's a, it's a huge time commitment. Yeah. It is the thing. Other thing about refing that I reason why I did it is I could pick my schedule, right? So you very true. You put in when you're available and they give you the games where with coaching, you're given a schedule and then you have to work your life around that schedule. Yep. And that's higher because stuff comes up. Like you said, the other family, I mean, Especially for someone, you don't have any kids that play on your teams, right? On your teams that you coach. What do you mean? Like your own. Oh no 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 no. Right. No. So the commitment that you're making, most people like they'll have a niece or a ne- like that's a big. People don't realize that like you're committing a huge chunk of your life to developing other people's kids. Yeah. Which is great, right? It's it's, it's a. Especially for like someone who cares about people, it's a good thing, Larry. But that was another reason for roughing was like I can make my schedule. You know, what I one day want to, I think it would be great. I mean, there's a lot of stories you hear, and you've done this. where you Because you started out doing, like, modified teams, right? I started doing, um, uh, I did modify. I've pretty much done every level. Um, my first gig for four years was actually varsity. I kind of did it in reverse. I did varsity over at um, the park school for mm-hmm. four years. Um, did varsity girls. Did that. Then ended up going to Kenmore. Um, I did, I went over to the boys, did modified boys for Kenmore middle. Mm-hmm. Obviously the middle school closed when the middle school closed. That's when I got in back into girls soccer, but that's when I did, um, modified over at, um, Franklin. Yeah. I did that for two years, then was able to jump up with JV. And then the last two years I've been with, uh, Jamie Rapel over at, at Kenny's varsity. Yeah. But it's cool because you so you've taken some of the, you've been with these people, some of them, since they were middle school. And this was yeah, the first group. Great. This senior group 
was the first group that I had them back when they were all in seventh grade. Yeah. So for me, it was cool. I got to see them. Um, some of them did make the jump up to JV, but actually, no, their their eighth grade year, a lot of them jumped up to JV with me. Did a couple years of JV. Then so there was about six girls on this graduating class that I've had for you know six years. Yeah. So the, the watching them grow. Oh, it was fantastic. The, yeah, I think that that's so that's the part of coaching that. That I would want to, like that I would be interested in doing, like bringing people up, and then you had an impact on their lives, and you can, you know, they're going to go on, and they're always going to remember whatever. Oh, it was you did. So I think that's a cool. Even thing. this, even this banquet, and uh, my wife came to the banquet. This was the first time I brought her to any banquet, um, and it wasn't so much that she, you know, I'll always ask her, but like, you know, hun, do you want to go? She's like, eh, eh, it's your thing. Yeah. This year, you know, I asked her. She was like, okay. And I think the reason I really wanted her to go and she went is because because of the girls. I had some of those girls in seventh grade, and they're yeah. always like, are we going to meet your wife? Are we going to meet your wife? Are we?" Gonna... And I didn't tell any of them that she was going. And I come in, and they're like, they're... it was cool just to see them, like, as I'm walking in with my wife. They're all kind of looked, and they had that, holy sh! That's coach's. Yeah. that's coach's wife. Like, she exists. She's real. She's real. He is real. She is real. <laughs> so... Like- it was and of course you know we sat at our table and of course like they all kind of looked and they all kind of and they all kind of came over as a group yeah hi i'm like all right girl this is yeah you know and it it was to me it was just so fun and even my wife like oh my god like they're like your little kids i'm like yeah in a way they kind of are well it was cool for her to see that because she sacrifices to not having you around for those that time and then for her to see the impact that you've had on these kids lives like, that's got to be cool for her. Oh, absolutely. And it was funny during, you know, how the coaches give, like, their little speech and introduce before we do awards. And I, I went and, you know, thanked this person, that person. And at the end, I kind of thanked my wife. And I said, you know, thank you. for You know, I want to thank Vicky for allowing me to do this nonsense. You know, she yeah. blah, blah, blah. And on the car ride home, she kind of looks at me. You know, we're talking a little bit about the banquet. And she's like, yeah, thanks for making me cry. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, your speech. She's like, you know, I was just like, I was kind of in tears. I was like, was it that bad? <laughs> She's like, no. So, um, but it was great just to, that she finally got to see a little yeah. bit of that because it is. And I'm sure even for your wife, you know, just having you, you know, doing the referee oh, yeah, and the yeah. time commitments, I'm sure it's, you know, like, Jesus, PT, you got to go do yeah. this game. Can't you just come home? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a time commitment on that too. It is. It is. She, and I think people don't realize a lot of that. It, they don't. And some people are like, oh, you're getting paid to do this. And, yeah, we get paid, but you're not getting paid. Like, It's not like you're making millions out no, there. No. And the, the, so, like, people will ask you, like, why do you rap? And I'm not going to lie. It's not – you do it for the extra – it is extra money. So you could do things you want to do, but it, it's it is for some of the physical fitness. But it's because you love the game, right? Yeah. You want to do different things. And that's why you'll get – people ask you, like, after games, what's the most – how the game go? My wife will always say, how the game go? Did you give any cards? No, because what's wrong then? It's like the coach was a jerk. Like there's always the conversation. She's fascinated with the card thing. <laughs> she she doesn't just say like, "Did you give any cards?" She'll ask, and she'll like, "Did you do this?" And she puts the hand up like, "Did you give her cards?" Or she'll ask, and she'll always ask me, "Did anybody yell at you? Do they make fun of you? Do they yell at you?" I'm like, "Yeah, oh, they always yell at me." Some of them, some <laughs> I was gonna of, say some, some of them make fun, but you know, it's my regular job is dealing with a difficult population, Larry. So. Usually this should be a reprieve, but it's not. Sometimes. <laughs> I was going to say, because you were saying you work with corrections, right? Yeah, so it's not. Sometimes yeah. I'm sure you're like, all right, let me get back to my other job. Yeah. Like, you guys are too nuts. Sometimes, sometimes it's like, it is like that. Um, 
But then you have other times, like there was a game where it was this year and, and there was a fight that broke out in the stands and it had nothing really to do with the referees, really. Um, the coach, I won't say who it was, he was he was a jerk. Um, scream, his team won and he was a jerk. His team won 4-2. Oh, sure. And of after course. the game, he came up to us and me specifically and he said, you know, I'm sorry. And I said, coach, you always say you're sorry after the game, but your actions are the same. So when I got to my car and this, this older lady... She said, "Did you ref the game?" And I said, "Yeah." I don't think waiting for her to smack me or something, right? <laughs> I throw some this water, my spit on me or something. And she's like, "I don't know how you guys do it." And I had a conversation with her, and it was just like she was the sweetest lady. She's just like, you know, it's great that you guys do that. I don't know how you do it. And there was a, that she's the one who told me about the fight in the stands. And I just said, it's, "People are nuts. Like people are just. It's a high school game, Larry. And it's, yep, it's it's just incredible. Like people don't care how other people feel." Let me just make this person feel this little, right, small, as long as I feel better. So, you know, it's just life lessons. But there's – just wake up the next day and you go again. This year was yeah. the busiest year for roughing. I was going to say, and it seems like it seems like there's getting, like, fewer and fewer and fewer referees. Yeah. Yeah. Like That's because the, there's not a lot of money, and you travel more, and you're doing double headers, and you're treated like garbage. Yeah. So oh, for sure. What is the point of, you know, doing it? If you're going to go out there every time, it's just like getting screamed at. It's like you said, you did it for one year and you're like, everybody's mad. Yep. It's, uh, people do appreciate it though. Sometimes you have to, you have to, as a referee, like I said earlier, thick skin, but you have to realize the coaches are invested. The players are invested. The parents are invested. So they're going to get, every time there's a handball, handball, hand, they're going to get like, you know, upset or scream or what. And it's part of the game. It's just whether or not when they get out of hand with the swearing or, the the um personal attacks it's kind of like, yes all right let's move on with our lives here people like yeah. we got bigger things to do right now you know and exactly and as far as and that's one thing that I've been um very blessed with uh as a coach um in a district where for the most part the parents get it uh, whether it's been track and field whether it's been soccer um for the most part the parents get it don't get me wrong I have dealt with some parents that don't get it. And I've had some choice words with some parents and, you know, they've had some choice words for me, but, uh, also I've been extremely lucky, um, to just work with, uh, with Jamie. And then this year with Dan, um, two coaches that we have similar philosophies, but we just, they understand as much as I do. It's about the growth and development of your athletes, both on and off the field. You know, you want those kids, obviously, you want to coach them up to your best ability. Obviously, you want to see that they give that hard work, that dedication on the field. But as kids, you know, sometimes they're going to cross that line. But and and I've seen you do it as an official, too, where you not only just make the call, but you also, hey, listen, you got to cut it out. I made that watch. I I cut you a break this time. Next time it's going to be a card where you give the kid a little slack. Because they are kids, and you've got to be that voice of reason to kind of bring them back and let them know. And sometimes, sometimes you got to smack their hand a little bit and and give them a bigger punishment. So you try to talk to them through mostly fouls and stuff. You try to talk to them. It's it's really the language after the fact. Um, not you know people get upset, but directed at the other players, and you just try to teach them to be good people. We're taught honestly. Like I had a guy ask, you know. The whole world was just went through a pandemic, right, with COVID in 2020. I had a coach say to me this year, 
came out on the field because his player got knocked down and we called the foul. I didn't give a card. And he came out and he's screaming at me for a card. And I'm like, Coach, he got tangled up. It was a foul. No malicious intent. Nothing like, you know, he's like, it's a pandemic. And I said, well, the pandemic was a couple of years ago, but some people do think we're still in a pandemic. He goes, no, the referees. It's a pandemic with these referees. And I'm like, you're going to compare the referees <laughs> to what people just went through in a pandemic? Like, well, like, get a life. The guy had, the team had one win. It was like one in 11. Like, get a I life. Know. So it's just like, you know, but it's just stuff like that you just, you just deal with. I, I mean, this crazy stuff you hear people say, you know, you have to give him a red card. Can't you give him a green card? I'm like, I don't issue green cards. Green that's cards. Like, that's like what are you the, immigration? No, that's what I said. Like we don't, we don't issue green cards. Green like, card. I don't. I, some people, you know, they just don't know the rules. But we're taught early on, Larry. Like every, or every year, we have meetings before we ref. That we're required to attend meetings. And they tell us the players after a couple, of ye- two or three yellows have to sit or whatever. I think it's three or four, or whatever. Yeah. It is. And so talk them through. Try to talk them through before you give the card. And we do try that. But the coaches, like, I'll turn to coaches and say, Coach 10 needs to come out really close to a card. And they'll just ignore me. And I'm like, okay, like, what are you supposed to? There's only so much you can do. So, but. Oh, yeah. No, and we had one. And um, this was a number. This was, actually, this was this year. And I'm not naming any names because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But we had one girl who it was. The ball was going into the net. Our goaltender had gone down. It was a reflex reaction. She just stuck out her hand and knocked the ball down. Nicest girl in the world, whatever. Obviously, it's a red card. Didn't dispute that. She's obviously in tears. She, you know, younger, younger athlete. She's in tears. Coaches at me and I'm blah, blah, blah. Like, just relax, sit down. I think there was, she, you know, we, it was early second half. Didn't argue with the official, like, sir, thank he, in fact, the official came over and was telling him, like, sir, I'm, you know, coach, I'm sorry. I'm like, listen, I, I, I get it. I yeah. get it. I was like, sir, but, you know, can we, can we talk after the game? Nicest guy in the world. I was like, sir, I was like, I, I totally understand why she got the card. I get it. Not argument. I was like, I'm just wondering, is it something that's going to be booked? Yeah. He kind of looked at me, he looked, he brought his partner over, we had a conversation, he was like, you know what, he was like, coach, there was no intent, she was, it was, we we both agreed to that it was just a reflex, Yeah. he's like, I'm not going to book it, so he's like, I was like, so she's not out for next game, he's like, I'm not, he's like, I'm not saying that, he's like, I'm not going to book it, Yeah. and it was, again, didn't have to do that. Didn't he could have been he could have been that guy and he and he it's not like he would have even been being a jerk about it. Yeah. He could have just said, Hey, listen, coach, this is it. It's the rules. It's it. He saw that there was room to grow. And in fact, um, you know, I, I told my 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 player about it. And in fact, the second I told her and both officials were running off, before I before the next word got out of my mouth, she sprints over to the referees. And gives them both a big hug. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. She and she was. She even said, I, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't." And you know, it was it was just the nicest thing in the world. Did they score a goal after the, on the PK? They, they did score a goal so on the that, PK. So, so that, it was kind of like yeah. And almost, even you almost wish you could wait on the card because they score a goal, then you just give the yellow. Yeah, and, but it's it's such a hard because if you don't give a red and then they don't score the goal, now it's like yeah. But the reaction, so your reaction to them, not saying, 
oh my god, she didn't mean it. Like not freaking out, just kind of like okay, and then calmly talking to them. That goes a long oh, way. Oh, for sure. Like some coaches, even you know myself, would be like, oh my god, she didn't mean to do it. She's a nice. You could have said it, and the it just you know you're upstaging, right? The, yeah. Like still, it's like what do you want us to do? We have to no. talk. So, and at yeah. that point, and that's what I don't get. I mean. And don't get me wrong, there's been times where I'll yell during the game, but once the call is made, it's not like if you make a call and I start screaming, Pete, what are you talking about? It's not like you're going to look at me, you know what, Larry, you're right. I'm going to change the call in your favor. Yeah. Nothing, at that point, nothing's going to happen. Right. Um, and I knew there was, I was just, sure, you know, I get it, can we talk? And it was, and, and I want to give a, again, the coach on the other team, she was totally gracious too. She, in fact, she even looked at me and she took, told the referee she's like listen if you want to take the card away or put on another player and I kind of looked at her I was like no 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 I was like thanks I appreciate it I was like that's a great gesture but we are going to play a man down yeah because you know a, a, a lesson has to be learned there even though it was unintentional yeah um and that's why she even came to me too she was and she asked the referee she's like we don't if we're cool with it not being booked as well well you're lucky you got a good coach because some coaches... oh there are there are coaches out there that <laughs> yeah. would be like listen yeah. not only do we want that down we want the goal a pk <laughs> on top of that take three players <laughs> off and i already sent it into the section and she can't play the rest of the year or her life yeah, yeah. exactly she's been banned <laughs> yeah. um yeah, in fact she's sure. not getting into college now because yeah. of it yeah. but and it's just like you said for every one or two jerk officials out there and jerk coaches out there, I still like to think there's there's more good than bad, especially it, at that level. Yeah, so you must be an optimist in life. <laughs> right, you're, you're, it's it's you're, kind of, be- as, I, as I say it, I'm thinking, but like, it's kind of becoming harder and harder to keep talk, saying you're that. You're talking but. to a realist, Larry, and I, you'd like to think there's more. I, I think there is, but I think the more I do that, here, here's what I think it I is. I think you become, you become jaded, well, I think and even as a coach, you become you jaded. Only... You tend to only remember the bad stuff, yes. like more than the good good times. So, that, like all of us and everything we do, right? We remember the bad things in life more than the good times. But if you focus, if I sat back and said, "Ah, I ref for three months this year. Who knows how many games? How many good ga- like how many good coaches? There's probably more. I think you're right. You just those three or four that just stick out, and you just want to. Oh yeah, you know it's. But that's why you asked me why we're more less and less refs. Yeah, and you know what? They're getting older and older too so oh for sure we're not getting younger people because they don't want to put up with that no and it, that's a problem because you know it's something that we work on as referees but it's just they don't want to deal with that they'd rather go do something else i'm not going to deal yeah. with that you know and i feel like too you're getting um not necessarily i don't i don't think there's a coaching shortage but you're i think sometimes you're getting um schools can't be as picky as they would like to be with coaches because you're getting less and less people that actually want to do it. Yeah. Less and less people that want to make that time commitment, less and less people that want to deal with parents that want to deal with athletes, especially nowadays where if you tell them one thing, they like look at you like, Oh my God, what are you talking right. about? You want me to like you, you're making me feel uncomfortable by saying run more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and it's imagine that for us growing up. Oh my more. God. <laughs> I was telling a story the other day to one of my kids. Coach, why are you so, you know, why do you get mean sometimes? Why do you yell at us so much sometimes? I'm like, mean? I'm like, you should think, like, some of the coaches, they would hit us. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they would. Slap you upside the back of the head. Yeah, like, I remember. Roll the ball at your head, yes. Yeah, like, they'd be like, what do you mean you don't want to, and 
we didn't run faster because we wanted to. We ran because our coach is chasing us, yeah. and God forbid he caught us. I showed up to practice one day in college, and I liked my coach a lot. And I, I said, Coach, I, I'm not I'm not feeling today. I got a sore back. I don't feel like I can really move. And he goes, your back hurts because you're fat. So, <laughs> <laughs> and he said it in front of everybody. Like, there wasn't any sitting out. And I was like, okay, like <laughs> suck it up and go. And you, you got to go. So it was it was. You know that? Could you imagine saying that now? Oh, good God! Could you imagine saying that now? Oh, I this yeah. Yeah, no chance. You might be in. You'd be all over the news, man. Oh, for sure. And don't get me wrong, especially in track and in soccer, it, as a coach, there you know the kids that you can goof around with a little bit and crack yeah. jokes. Obviously, not to that extent. Right. But then there's other. You know, you, you, like anything, you know the people that you can get away with. Yeah. Like you can you can joke on a little bit. Yeah. But um. <sighs> it do you, do you ever think you'll get into coaching? Because I, honestly, I think you'd get into coaching. Like I, I could see you as a coach. I I uh, will get into coaching, like for sure. I just probably once my career winds down, I only have to work. We, we're mandatory retirement at fifty seven years old, and I don't know if I'll make it that long. So, <laughs> um, you know, it's one of those things that you know, second life. Second, second part of your life, and yeah. it's more you can spend more time really focusing on it. I think it'd be great. I mean, I don't have any kids, so I think, like I mentioned to you earlier, like that's got to be very satisfying to mentor those kids and, and move through it. So I'm telling you, it's been yeah. fun. And Pete, I'm honestly, I mean, I mean, we need referees like you, yeah. but Pete, we need coaches like you too. I know. I I try to do. It's I wish I could do both. I mean, it's a, it's just the time. It's the time commitment and the the my. Work schedule is not as flexible. Like I might have to be in court, but you yeah. can't because you got to be on a bus driving out yep. to Lockport, and it's just you know. So I wouldn't want to let the team down that way. You know, that's the thing. But um, you know, I, I love the game of soccer, man. I mean, my my dad is gone, but he brought that over from Italy, and like that, like, I played since I was three years old in Canada. So it's one of those things. Like people hate soccer because it's not. Oh, they don't score a lot of goals. And that, it's so like they don't know. They don't know the interest, yeah. Inc- yeah. intricacies. Yeah. I can say that word. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't spell it though. But... <laughs> no, I can't spell it. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen. If you ever want to volunteer, you're more than welcome to to come out help us out at Kenny's. Yeah, I would listen. If you have a volunteer, or if you want a ref to come out when you have your practices or stuff going on, just to kind of, I I'm definitely down for that. I mean, Absolutely. I like to do that stuff. Absolutely. Well, before we get into our hot seat questions, our five hot seat questions, I, I got to bring up the my dude story. Yeah, go ahead. I, I got it. So I, I think I brought this up. But for those who don't remember, um, the first for one of the earlier games of the season. In fact, first time we you came to our place. I don't know what the gentleman's name was, but uh, we were early in the first half, and I just questioned a call. He made a call. I think it was out of bounds or something, and I was like, "Sir," I was like, "That was." You know, that was whatever. Just didn't even yell. Didn't even like, sir, you yeah. kidding? And he just looks, my dude. <laughs> now, Pete, I'm a 42-year-old man. When I look at somebody that just says, my dude, and especially the way that he says it, I basically took it and he looked at me and said, F you. So I did not like this. So I start. I was, I mean, you saw me. I was like, my dude. I was like, my dude, who are you calling my dude? And like, just... And I mean, so for those I, that aren't, weren't there, I was on the far side of the field. This gentleman, Mason, was on Larry's side of the field, uh, right? He was on your. He side was on the coach's side. Yeah, coach's side of the field, and and uh, Mason's a very laid back ref. So I, you know, maybe that's where that came from. I've never heard him say that before. 
he's a good ref. I never, and it was really casual. Like my dude, come on, man. Like, like kind of like that. I, you know, and and, uh, and maybe it's the age difference. Coach Larry did lose it. Did I, oh, lose I it. lost it. I and lost it. He was it. in his Bill Zumas that day too. I, that, was, that was a Friday game. No, that was, no Monday. It was the oh, that was the Monday game. You're opener. right. You're right. It was home opener. And it was good. it was but a poor. Remember, it was a huge. In point. fact, that was one of his excuses. He was like, "Well, you're wearing Zubas." Yeah. <laughs> and I just again in my in, at that point in the game. And it's, it was maybe uh, 10, 15 minutes into the game. So yeah. it wasn't like like intense, intense, you know, an intense moment. Um, but I just, it was more of like, in my mind, he just said, F you. And I didn't know what the hell my dude was. I didn't know whatever. And I remember at halftime when you guys made the switch, you came over. You're like, Larry, what do you, what do you, my dude, why'd you call him my dude? I'm like, no, he called me yeah, my thought, dude. That's right. I thought you had called him my <laughs> I thought you had said my dude when he made the call, and I was like, so one thing referees hate more than anything is to be called by their fr- – like, Larry and I know each other for a long time, but I'll call him Coach Larry on the field, their coach. Like, because if you call – if he calls me Pete or Larry, then it's like, okay, they know each other. Here yeah, you kind of break coach. it down a little. So it's, yeah. it's like when coaches scream across the field, Pete is literally – Yeah. So – I thought Larry said my dude to Mason, and I was like, I can't believe he just did that. That's right. And it yeah. I no. asked you. Yeah. And I'm like, no. I was like, he said, like, he yeah. called me out. Yeah. So that was, what was your take on it? I don't think it was an F you. He's a laid back guy. Okay, because obviously like, you know more than yeah, I do. I think he was just like, oh, my dude, come on. It was it was a good call. I think it was more like a that. Uh, he's not the dude. He's not the dude. He's not. He's not, uh, <laughs> he's not that dude. He's not. And it's funny. So we came back. Senior night we had we were at Ken East and Mason and I just happened to be paired again, and I took Coach Larry's side <laughs> sideline instead of Mason. I don't think he I don't think he ever came over to my side. No, did he? he did it. He came. Well, he came. He was on. Um, what did you say West Seneca West? I think you guys played. It was West Seneca West. Yeah, he was over there in their corner. And we oh, was he the coach's side. Yeah, he... and then we swapped. Yeah, I said I'll t- I told because he remembered it too. Okay. He remembered. I said. This, I said this is the my dude team, and he's like, oh. I, and I said I'll take his side. He said, okay. Yeah, and he I remember. Afraid. I remember being hot for the rest of that day, and by the end, you know, by by the next day, where and and in fact, at our banquet, my my award was my dude. My the, dude. the kid. The kids gave me the my dude award, but I remember being hot, and I remember, you know, the next day I told Vicky the story, and she's like, okay, don't you think you overreacted a little bit? <laughs> And I remember, you know, thinking like, all right, maybe, you know, maybe it's just, maybe it's just my dude. Maybe it's just like, I was like, all right, I I don't think I'd be unprofessional. Like, I wouldn't call you on the field, but like, hey, you know, hey, what are you doing, buddy? Yeah. Like, I, I always address, and again, maybe it's just my, our generation. I'm just always like, even if I yell at a referee, I'm like, sir, yeah. you know, can you explain what, whatever? I'm not going to be like, hey, buddy, hey, yeah. pipsqueak. Yeah. So I kind of looked at that, too. But I was like, all right, I probably I probably uh, overreacted. And, in fact, when we, we saw you and, and Mason come down and the girls instantly <laughs> right away, they're, like, running over, like, coach, it's my dude. It's my dude. I'm like, what are you talking? It's the my dude ref. It's the my dude ref. And I noticed that you came over. And in fact, I think I went before the game even started. I think I went over to you. Um, privately, I was like, you know, Pete, is he, yeah, is he, is he scared? No, it's, <laughs> I think it's more like a brother. Come on, man. I think he was kind of like that. I, I don't think. And was, I get it. Yeah. And I'm sure if he would have, if he would have just said coach, really? Yeah. yeah. 
I would have been fine with that. But the fact that it was like my dude, it was in in my mind, it was so unprofessional. Like, don't yeah. don't don't be derogatory. Yeah. Like, just say if in in fact, if it would have just been coach, I'm like okay. But uh, I don't know. Something in my mind just just told me this kid just like said f you or said old man or said a hole. I would think old man. <laughs> not F, not F you or a hole, but I think probably like old man. Like, come on, old man, you can't see from you got the fedora, on, you got the zoomers, on. you can't even see what's going on. You gotta admit, I dress in style on that side. <laughs> yeah, you, you do, you keep. Hey, you're rem- you're memorable, which is all that matters. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and in fact, there's been coaches or or officials, both in soccer and track and field, because I'll wear the same fedora hat, and they'll look at me like if I'm not wearing the fedora hat, they won't. They're like. Okay, I know you, but I'm not sure where. And I'm like from yeah. Kenny East. I'm like, oh, Fedora. Yeah. So gotta have style, Larry. Gotta have style. Something different. Gotta yeah. have style. Yeah. I bring that from Niagara Falls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's not what we have in Niagara Falls. <laughs> All right, Peter. We're gonna get into the uh sorry, not Peter, sir. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna get into the my or the hot seat questions. Yep. So there's five hot seat questions. Um we we've been having our guests ask these questions too. They can be literally about anything, everything, sports related, cooking related, movie related, whatever, whatever related you want. And in fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the first one here, the first my seat or hot seat question. If you as a kid didn't play soccer, what other sport? And I know you played tennis too, but what other sport would have been your main sport like thinking back like man i wish i would have played blah 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 in high school soccer carrying on to your future so i have physical limitations but i would have loved to play football like i played football like peewee football and little little loop football and then i stopped growing right so <laughs> and, and soccer and football were the same seasons in high school you had to pick one or the other but i would have loved to play football like it's fierce it's mean it's and it it's just fun. Like it was, I blocked. I was in little loop, and I blocked the punt and recovered in the end zone. I have three favorite. Well, two I'll tell you about. Three favorite moments in sports, and I told you about the earlier one with the goals in in college, which was just awesome. And then I blocked the punt, recovered in the end zone to tie cataract. I was probably eleven, twelve years old, Larry. <laughs> and then I was thirteen, and I hit. Back to back home runs in a sectional game off of Santino Love with Mike Murphy. I don't know if you know Mike Murphy. <laughs> I do. Um, I was batting third. I hit a home run over the fence, and he came up fourth behind me. And we only had three hits up. We won that game, and he we went back to back. So whenever I see it's back to back jacks, that's those are awesome. my three favorite memories playing sports. But football would have been, you know, if I, you know, if you could, if I didn't have to choose between football and soccer, even with my limitation, I would have played football. I love it. Like. That's awesome. Yeah. And Pete, remember, we're not short. We're just vertically yeah. challenged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I'd say the same thing. Probably saw our football, but because um, you chose that, I'm going to say hockey. And it's I, I've said it before, and it's funny. My my uh, younger brother, Richie, played hockey. He was a goaltender. Uh, was pretty, pretty darn good, too. But... Um, Man, you get me on skates and I look like a newborn baby deer. Yeah. Like I can't stand. Like I'm look. I'm like I'm I'm that guy that does about three skates and then falls on his butt and tries to get back up for the next ten minutes. I think it would have to be a goaltender if I played hockey because I can't. You can't move. I can't move around. How do they do that? How oh, do they stay up there and it's, hit the puck 
hundred miles yeah. an hour. Like I don't understand it. Now I love floor hockey. Floor hockey's fun as hell. Yeah. I love floor hockey, but man, I wish I knew how to skate. Like yeah. I think hockey playing. Plus, and maybe this is me. I always thought, especially in indoor hockey or indoor soccer, I always thought hockey translated over a lot into soccer. Yeah, the team sport aspect of it. The you know you got to move. You the constant work nonstop to score a goal for the most part. It's not a, it's not an individual. No, I mean, you could dominate a little bit, but it's not. Yeah, so it's that, yeah the nonstop pace. Yeah, hockey is exciting. I could never. It's cold. I never would have done it. <laughs> I don't like anything cold. I hibernate in the winter, Larry. That is true. I don't ski. I'm I don't, nope. I don't do any of that stuff. So it's a. I don't snowmobile. I'm hibernating. I'm a bear. I can see that. I'm not gonna. Lie. I'm not a big skier, sledder either. I uh, if I'm going out in the winter, it's usually just to walk the dogs yeah. and then back inside. All right. Do you have a question, or should I come up with number two here? Um, what about if there was a professional sports team that you could coach? Any sport in the world, what would it be? Ooh. Um, I always think, and maybe it's just because they get the most attention, I always thought the ultimate coaching gig is football. Like, if you could... if to be the Bills coach. And again, maybe it's because there's so many specialized plays you got to call every time. Maybe because it's more of a chess piece. Maybe it's just because football is the big glamour sport. Yeah. I always thought like I would love, maybe I played a little too many, too much Madden as a kid, yeah. but uh, I would love to coach football at that, that high professional level. Although at the same time, I mean, those guys don't have a, a long shelf life. I mean, you're talking some of them nowadays. Some of them, even the if you're really bad, you're getting fired in like a year and a half yeah. or one year. I think football. The thing I don't know if I would pick football because I don't know how much they have an influence. Like Bill Belichick is different, right? Some of the coaches, but nowadays, Cheater. yeah, Cheater. <laughs> nowadays there's so many coaches on these staffs, these analytical guys, and it's just so much crap. Like. And with Twitter and social media and everyone's telling you what you should do, you know, it's just, it's a lot. I mean, for me, I think it would be Barcelona or Man U. I'd want to coach, cool too. you know, the world stage, the World Cup team. Maybe, the, I mean, the USA team is just not, I mean, How do you to coach, coach, Ital- coach Italian uh, national team, get them back to the World Cup. Like, I mean, that would be pretty cool. I mean, absolutely. It, it's, you're right, all the attention football, but I think just, you know that would just be that would be something just in general. I mean, you, and I think any sport. I mean, to coach any sport would be. You know, if I could pick, I guess I can go. I'm gonna do number three. Want me to do number three too? Absolutely, bring it. So, if you could pick any job in the world you could have, not coaching, but any job, what would it? What would it be? I would love to be a broadcaster, dude. dude that's my answer. I would Every love. Time. To. Yeah. Now, do you want to be more of like the like the color commentator, or do you more of like the the post game, pre game shows, or all of the above? I want to be. I don't want to be the play by play guy because I, you guys have been listening to me. I tend to talk fast and mumble my words, but <laughs> I want to be the color commentator, like John Madden. Like that's what I like. Give a little insight in the yes. games. Yeah, I, I, that is my. Anything, anything really with sports media, um, like where you're at the games. Like I don't want to be on. I wouldn't want to be on sports. I don't like an anchor or anything. But I think like being at the games, covering, you know, different yeah, even, things like what, like Mike Trico. Like Mike Trico, 
all these different sports that he covers. Oh my God, can you imagine yeah. traveling the world? Bob for... Costas, like oh. Olympics, like that would be. It's so funny you just said that because that that would be if I could pick. If they're like, okay, you can pick any job you want, and they oh, don't absolutely. make. I mean, they make money, but it's not like they're bil- the billionaires. I mean, no, but just the the. I mean, but like you said, not. I mean. Like you said, Mike Tirico, Bob Costa, some of those guys who have been all over the world covering the Olympics, World Cups, uh, Stanley Cups, yeah. um, you know, Major League Baseball. I mean, it's you just it takes you all over the world, the country, just the experiences you get. It's just and it's for for a sports junkie like me, yeah. it keeps you, you know, it, it 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 makes you feel like you're a part of the game without being yeah. a part of the game. And it's like, what's going to happen next? And you're going to be there firsthand to see it because you're right there. Like, you're seeing it before Absolutely. the TV's even seen it. Like, it's just your eyes are seeing it. And it's like, I, I that would just be, if you could just pick it. Like, oh, I'll absolutely. be right there. Sometimes it's like, I'd, you know, I'd rather, if you could do that, I'd take that over winning the Powerball, Larry. Like, oh, I'm telling just you. It's like one of those things in life. Like, give, yeah, but, you know. We just grind away, man. Just grind yeah. away. That's all we do. And dream. But <laughs> that blue-collar mentality. Funny that we had the same answer. Oh, I'm telling you. Yeah. I would love it. Well, see, I'd do the play-by-play. you do the commentary. It would work. Let's, let's do it. It would work. We'll... But we'd have to get, like, step stools and step on <laughs> <laughs> Like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Pete, throw me up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. All right, question number four. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up right around the corner. Obviously, we know everybody loves the turkey. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Oh, stuffing. Really? I, Big stuffing, then? My mom's stuffing. It's got to be. So it's funny because we're going to the Bills. We were talking about this. I was going to say, we're both going to the Lions we're game. We're going to the Bills school. Lions game. My wife's a huge Bills fan. I'm going to go on record and say I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't think Larry even knew that. Until uh, I was remember. saying now that you, now that you mentioned it, flashbacks come to my head. Yeah. Like uh, so, but I do. I, you know, I've all, my family. Everybody knows this about me. I like when the Bills do well, unless when they're playing the Dolphins. Like I'm not like an anti. And plus, the city and the people, everybody's just nicer when the Bills do well. So this is something. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. I'm always and I. But this was something like okay, they're playing in Detroit. It's four and a half hours away. Let's go. So we're gonna go. My wife made Thanksgiving for me and her. This weekend, and it was a roll of the dice, right? Because she's a good cook, but sometimes, you know, we're trying to make mom stuffing and stuff. Mom gave her the Betty Crockett book, cookbook that's probably from like 1980, <laughs> and she crushed it, man. And and stuffing is the where it's at. You rip the bread apart. It's got to be white Wonder Bread. It can't be all this mm-hmm. fancy stuff. Stuff it in the turkey. Um, it's got to be stuffing for me, brother. Oh, uh, I love it. Yeah, in fact, it's funny you said that. We just had our our quote unquote Thanksgiving yesterday. Yeah. So it was uh, great, and for me, it used to be the stuffing, but my wife makes um, a cornbread casserole mm-hmm. that is just out of this world, and she she knocked it out of the park yesterday. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's got like sour cream, corn, like I don't know, all kinds of magic in there. Yeah. And it's <laughs> great because. When she like when she makes it perfect, which she nailed it yesterday, there's like a nice crisp crust on top of yeah. it, and it's just you know it's good because that fork it's like oh, yeah, it's just and delicious. You go through the the crust at the top and it hits the the liquid the, loveliness mm, underneath. Yeah, that's, it's just so that's good. That's the way she gets you to eat vegetables, though, huh? But oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> she knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I I love her cornbread casserole. Yeah, it's good. 
So that was that was question number four. Yeah. Um, you know what? Unless you got one, I got another one. Go ahead. Good. All right, I'm gonna finish this up. Staying on the food, staying on the food front. Um, whether you one food could be could be food dessert, one food item that instantly takes you back to your childhood. Like it could be a sandwich, dessert, snack, meal. One food that like man that takes you back to like middle school Pete or or elementary Pete. It is. It's funny because you'll ask these questions. And it's always the first thing that comes to your mind, right? Mm-hmm. It is cherry Kool Aid, Larry. Cherry Kool Aid. So the little packets, you rip them up, you put them in there. It's mm-hmm. instant classic, right? I always had the Kool Aid mustache. So <laughs> well, every time I, you know, leave the house, go outside to play, little league, whatever. So my nickname growing up was Kool Aid because <laughs> was it yes, really? <laughs> because I would. So when you say that, what's the thing? It's got to be it's cherry Kool Aid, like. Um, cherry and Kool Aid was go- growing up. That was my nickname. All, all the, which I guess was better than like Fatso or whatever thing else they could have called me. But you know, Kool Aid Man. Um, That's awesome. Cherry Kool Aid is what takes me back. I mean, there's there's tons of stuff that I can think about, like from growing up, like blown fried bologna sandwiches. You know, oh, I love those. Yeah, it's, I got hooked onto those when I I worked. Um, my first two years in college, I worked at uh, HSBC Arena. Or whatever it's called now, um, I and I made I would make fried bolognis for Sabres games. You did? I did. I did that freshman year and sophomore year in college in um, one of the concession stands. Wow! And oh man, you would. It was great because I was actually at the um, the uh, Dallas Stars game, uh-huh. like game six. I was yeah. working oh, that game. I had no oh, idea about God. no goal. All I knew was obviously they lost until I got home that night, and I, you know, the skate was in the crease, yeah. all this controversy. But no, for two years, I like I would come home to or back to the dorms like smelling of fried bolognese, oh. but they were so delicious. It was. It is a. What would yours be then? <sighs> Mine. Hmm. I'm gonna cheat and say two. Mine as a, as a meal, I would say uh, fried fried pepper sandwich. I, my grandmother would fry up the, the the peppers, onions, just or even just sometimes straight peppers. Put it on the, the nice Latina's bread. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes she'd put in the homemade the homemade superzata. Oh yeah, yeah. And oh, I like I could eat that for breakfast, lunch, yeah. dinner, brunch, everything. Um, as a drink, though, I loved root beer. Like even now, did like I was just, I I was, I loved root beer. Like I would guzzle it down by the the gallonful. That's so funny because I was just telling with Halloween just ending, I was telling a story about me and my buddy. We were older. We shouldn't even been trick or treating. We we're probably like sixteen. <laughs> and, uh, we got there. We dumped the suitcase, or the pillowcase, out on the floor, and we're going through the stuff. And we had the dumb dumb suckers, and it was a mystery <laughs> one. So we're like, oh, let's see what this is. And my buddy puts it in his mouth, and he's like, oh, root beer. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> oh, Sam, Sam. oh, no. Only, only that. root beer for me would be if there's vanilla ice cream in that. Oh, that, absolutely. Yeah, I would do that. Big but, root beer float yeah. guy. Big root beer float guy. Yeah. Kool-Aid and bologna sandwiches is going to be my dinner tonight, though. Bro. So thank, <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you for this that. This is going to be a trip down memory yeah. lane. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pete, speaking of a trip down memory lane, thank you so much for coming yeah, on. This was time, a lot man. of fun. We got. We definitely. I feel like. I feel like we've only hit like the uh, the upper crust of that that cornbread casserole. Yeah, that's part. where we're at. Any, so. Anytime you want to come back, I, it's funny. The, um, I love sports. You know, I could talk about 
pretty much anything in life. Listen, I'm a... <laughs> it, it's a done deal. We got to have you back on, and uh, you know, tell Mason he can come on too. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll have. A... <laughs> I'm gonna text Mason. I'll text Mason like my dude. You guys got to make up. We'll, we'll have a we'll have a my dude uh, reunion. You know, we'll clear the air. <laughs> I don't all know, that stuff. I don't know what Mason will stand here, so I can't. Uh, I can't vouch <laughs> for him. But yeah, thanks for having me. It was good. No problem. And again, um, make sure you guys look for us. Check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, at Stories from the Sidelines. Um, I know we're starting to get that YouTube channel. In fact, Pete, we're, we're looking for YouTube submissions on our channel about your favorite sports moment, uh, coaching, roughing, playing. So we, we got to have you. You'll have to send me some of your stories on that, a little video on that. Um, Pete, it's already a done deal. We're going we're gonna to book you to come back on um, as soon as we can. And... Listen, you're going to have to help me organize this LaSalle versus uh, Niagara Falls game in the works. I think we could do that. I'm thinking I'm thinking weather-wise, probably like May. Yeah. May, that way it's not super, hot. super hot. Yeah. It's not super, super cold where the old guys, like our joints, yeah. are, aren't thought out yet. I think it would easily be able to do that. Easily. it got to put an age, like a time frame on it. Like if you're going to go like 1996 to 2003 maybe, because if you – I think we can do something like like yeah. late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. I think we yeah. can make a cutoff there. I'll get Flores to come back from whatever state he's rocking in right now. Speaking and... of Flores, tell him to tell him he needs to get his butt on this podcast. Oh, we can share some stories. <laughs> that'll be get get Mark and Ronnie and and uh, Flores. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. Uh, it'll we we got to make that happen. I'll get. I'll tell. I'll let him know what's up. Oh, absolutely. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening uh, to another episode of Stories from the Sidelines. We'll see you guys next week. And as always, go Bills.